Captain's log. Stardate 89425.1. We have beamed down to the Balati planet and commenced negotiations. They are very pleasant people, though I get the impression their leaders are hiding something. Doman Razalego, your council chambers are most beautiful for someone who... For someone who lives underground. <laughs> I guess I forgot how long you've been down here. Tell me, why don't you just inoculate your people with Aethrazine and return back to the surface? If you lack the necessary... Commanders, we know what Aethrazine is. And we do use it. Unfortunately, our culture has adapted to such that transporting millions of people to the surface would trigger a major paradigm shift, which our society may not recover from. Have you run the necessary simulations? We have, Commodore. It does not look good. Rates of depression, suicide, antisocial disorders, crime, and homicidal tendencies would rise to near extinction levels before the authorities would be able to do anything about them. Hmm. I see. What about a Hegelian dialectic? A problem-reaction-solution scenario? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Well, Ensign Holden is referring to an old method of control that the Federation has not used in centuries. If it ever did. I would argue the Federation never stopped using it. Basically, you introduce a problem to the public, wait for them to demand a solution, and then you provide that solution. Earth governments have been doing this since ancient times, and they were recorded doing it as late as the 22nd century. Again? Thank you for your opinion, Ensign. You all seem to have very different takes on this subject. I like it. He does have a voice. I was beginning to think he had no tongue. Doreb only speaks on matters that concern him. Tell us, Doreb, what do you think of this plot? I wouldn't call it a... a plot. As much as I would love to discuss this, I would also love to enjoy and share a traditional Belotti meal with our much revered guests. But we just ate less than an hour ago. Ha! Your metabolism must be slower than ours. Actually, our lifestyle has led to an increased metabolism, but also a longer lifespan. A longer lifespan how? What is that? Subini meat. A Belotti staple. As you might imagine, we have very little in the way of food underground. Right. But you mentioned cattle before. I guess I assumed it would be... cooked more. Doreb, give me part of the tie, please. Yes, sir. I expect we have many traditions you would find strange, Commodore. Space, 
the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Resurgence. Her mission? To explore strange new ideas. To seek out new ethos, new inspirations. To boldly look within for the betterment of all. Commander Kamarta of Resurgence B to Alpha Centauri Transport. I am here to collect General Topic. This is Tapek. I am prepared for transport. Kamarta to transport to room two. Energize. General, I am Lieutenant Corey, Resurgence Chief Science Officer. I am here to escort you to the bridge. Very well, Lieutenant. However, I have resigned my commission. You may henceforth refer to me as Tapek. Yes, sir. This way, sir. Helm, set course for the Beloti sector. General, I wish we could have met under different circumstances. I am no longer a general. Please, call me Tapek, Commander. I see. You may take the operation seat, if you wish. Of course. Thank you, Commander. Helm, engage to the Beloti Sector. Maximum warp. Is... she... your server just going to stand there like that? Watching us eat? Uh, don't mind her. She will take the plates once we have finished eating. Captain, that's a lot of blood on your plate. That can't be safe for humanoids. We have adapted. Hmm? Oh, yes, of course. Feline humanoids have more raw diet than humans. Or even most humanoids. But you just ate not an hour ago with the rest of us. <laughs> yes, Commander, good point. I'll refrain. Why does she stare like that, Domin? Anders, Anders, please. I have told you not to worry about it. This bread only to sustain us, nothing more. Bread? I'd rather focus on the word sustain, actually. Yes, the word bread refers to genetically engineered beings who serve purpose. That's actually a lot more palatable definition than I originally thought. Are they slaves? I really don't think that's what he meant. You know, I thought, you know, they were not sentient. 
I am more pet alive like anything. But unlike a typical pet, they have a reason to be. Could um could you borrow touch her? Just to I don't know. See if she can sense anything. Be my guest. But you won't be able to. Nothing beyond the base animal instincts. We're not monsters after all, Commodore. Uh, uh, actually, Counselor, I recommend against that. The genetic difference between you and the Subini may cause a sort of telepathic feedback. I, I don't understand. Did you say Subini? Holden, if you have something to say, please say it. Sir, I think that we are so very different from them. And we should probably humbly ask them to forgive our ignorance and leave peacefully. Sir? Go ahead, Counselor. Just like he said, sir, nothing but basic animal instincts. And silverware placement is part of that? It is part of her genetic code, yes. Interesting. Very interesting. Security Chief's Log, Supplemental With the captain on a first contact mission, and Commander Kamarda retrieving General Tepec, I, the second officer, have been left in command of the Resurgence A. Lieutenant Andreevich, what's the status of the Resurgence B? Resurgence B's ETA is 3 hours 22 minutes, sir. Thank you, Lieutenant. Ah, Ensign Esposito. Your shift isn't for another... Six hours? What can I help you with? Well, with both bridge sciencers off ship, I thought I'd take over for them. Do a double shift. You want to be here when General Tepec arrives. <sighs> Am I that obvious, Commander? <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. You two have developed quite the rapport. There aren't many Vulcans on Alpha Centauri, and I know what it's like to be an outsider, sir. I see. Well, take the science station then, Ensign. Good evening, Ensign. Thank you, sir. Seriously? This is my first time on the bridge, man. You wanted to get off your shift early anyway, Bridges. Alright, fair enough. Hmm, delicious as always. You don't get sick of eating the same meat every day? Do you get tired of your, uh, what did you call it, filet mignon? Filet mignon. And no, we don't. Good point. We don't eat it all that often. Maybe once every 70 hours or so. And over the years, we have cultivated a, a vast variety of, of seasonings from, from the algae that grows in the caverns. Oh my god, that is still a lot. Thank you. <laughs> now, let us further discuss this uh, dialectic of yours. Uh, yes, I, I like much the idea of 
providing both the problem and the solution. Funny. You've only spoken three times, and two of those times were about military strategy. I am an enforcer. Yes, and the third time was about the meal, which you cooked. Am I right? He is our chef. Right. I believe you mentioned that when we first met. Makes sense that our cleaver is a man of tactical acumen, does it not? No. Not even a little bit. Commodore, are you all right? I believe... <sighs> Never mind. I want to see your cattle, your butcher's factories, your meat storage facilities. All of it. For what purpose? That's, uh, off-limit to outsiders. Why? Worried we might not like what we see? Wait, what am I even saying? Captain, can we just leave now? Domen Rosaligo, humor me, if you will, for the sake of relations between our two people. <sighs> Very well, if you insist. Follow us. Medical Officer's Log Commanding the Resurgent Sea, we are half an hour from the broadcast location of the signal sent to General Tapic, near the Tholian border. As expected, our scans are detecting dozens of Tholian ion trails, but nothing recent. Doctor, tactical scans are detecting the flight path of a Tolarian vessel. Understood. How long ago was it here? The ion trail's decay rate indicates it left this location less than an hour ago. Helm, plot a course following that path. Tactical, run continuous scans. I don't want to be caught off guard. Yes, Doctor. Chief. Yes, Doctor. I'm not in the role of Doctor at the moment. Call me Commander, please. Yes, Commander. At warp 7, we should be able to intercept the Tolarian vessel in 58 minutes. Good. I'm going to go to the ready room to send a message to Kamarta and Tapic. Keep me updated. We didn't even have to leave the building. They... They do it in here. In their kitchens. How? Why? <laughs> Yabara, are you alright? <laughs> Don't be dramatic. We know you eat meat as well. Okay. Well, first of all, most Federation worlds use food synthesizers, so butchering animals for food just isn't done anymore. Secondly, they're humanoid. They're only Sabini. Oh, hell. I'm a cannibal. <laughs> so you genetically bred humanoids to kill and eat? How'd you ever think this was going to go over well with the Federation? How did you even get to that point? Save me your petty self-righteousness, Commodore. We had nothing for centuries. Nothing. We took some of our own DNA, the DNA of the now-extinct bovine animals of our world, and we combined them. We made sure to breed out their sentience. 
Wait! Don't go into the clinic. Doctor, or shall I say butcher, Little. What is the device your physician is using on her wound? It is a healing device. Those are a thousand percent man-made knife wounds. They cut into her while she was alive. And then she's healed so they can do it again. I feel like I've woken up in a nightmare. This is just how Yes, we... I know. This is how you survived. Great. But your world is habitable now and... Yubara, no. <gasps> Only one in a thousand Subini are sentient. We're leaving. They're just cattle. Anders, we can't leave her. They're just healing her so they can cut into her again. We have to stop them. Prime Directive, Yabara. He's right. And there's a chance that the Federation Council or Starfleet Command might actually order us to continue diplomacy with these people. Our reports need to be ironclad. Got it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wait. We could get her, or any like her, to ask for asylum. Trying to convince someone this isn't a situation to seek asylum is frowned upon, counselor. But not against protocol. Commodore, please, I beg of what? you. What? What do you beg of me, Raz? That I tell my government that you're ready to be involved with the Federation? That I overlook this... This gross oversimplification of human rights? If they didn't look like us, would you protest, Commodore? If a cow walked into a dining room and set the table, then yes, I would still protest. Or if you healed the cow, just cut into it again, and again, and again. I'm not proud of it, but it is how we survive. Great! So change it. I am but one man. But you are their leader! <sighs> Surely. You didn't get to be Dobin by accident, Rosaligo. Whether by intelligence, cunning, brute strength, charisma, whatever. You were allowed to lead the Balati. By the Balati. No matter what you might believe, ultimately, all governments are chosen by the people because if the people cared enough about removing a leader, they would ensure your downfall and select someone else. I do not know how your legislative or electoral processes work. But if you want change, you can't just say you want change. Do whatever it takes to make it happen. Even if that means being unpopular. Because one day, someone who is popular might see your example and finish what you started. But you are their leader! My people aren't ready. Let me tell you something, Rosaligo. If you told the truth to your people, give them all that information, I'd be willing to wager they would want the change. I mean, have you sent scouts out to the surface to see if it's habitable yet? Well, yes, but... Then start there. A small colony which will turn into a large colony. Then a third of the Pilati population. Then half. Then all. Once the Pilati see that they can not only survive, but thrive in the sun again, it'll be easier to convince them that 
One in a thousand is just a chance that's not worth taking. Also, it's scientifically proven that natural light in nature improves the disposition and health of, well, most sentient humanoids. I think your descent was gradual, wasn't it? We had eaten everything. Some had even started eating one another through cannibalism. But as a whole, we were content with extinction so long as our culture and beliefs were upheld. So what happened? What changed that? We were fooled. No, we fooled ourselves. A man appeared one day, the very day that our best scientists had made the prediction that the complete collapse of the Peloti people would occur in less than five years. A man? Like a Peloti? He appeared to most that way. But others, mostly Sabini, could see him as he truly was. How, how do you know that? Can you communicate with them? There are a few Pilati who believe as you do, that we should cease this barbaric practice of sustenance. But they are generally driven down further into the planet. Outcasts. Yes. Anyway, they work to find ways to speak to these animals. These Subini... And occasionally, when they managed to translate the rambling and chaotic sounds of a sentient Subini, they could understand them, at least generally speaking. The sentient Subinis were terrified of the stranger, of his image alone. Of course, we suppressed this knowledge. Wait, I thought you said you'd been fooled into doing this by this man. Did he hang around after showing you how to genetically engineer the Sabini? Oh yes, he came and went for decades. Most of our technology comes from him. Our light speed propulsion, too. He was worshipped as a deity for a long time. In fact, the meals we ate today, with you, were consumed in thanks and gratitude to this man by some. Do you have any images of him? I could probably find some. At least one-fifth of our population still venerates him. Did he have a name? Not that he told us, but one of the progressive Pelotti referred to him as, uh, uh, what you would call an adjective. What was it? The infamous. Captain's Log Supplemental the first contact delegation is on our way back to the Resurgence A to prepare to meet with Resurgent B in two hours. Although Holden, Yabara, and myself are collectively horrified and possibly traumatized by our experience on Balati Prime, we have no rights to force the Balati people to alter their way of life. We can only hope that one day the Federation will be able to reach out in peace and they won't bite the hand that fades. Ugh. Computer, delete that last line. Uh, what the... Where am I? So dark. Ugh, what's that noise? Oh my god, no! Not spiders! Never spiders! Snakes, yes! Sure, why not? But never spiders. Ugh. Ah! Dantillarian leather! Oh no! That, that thing! The spider! Please, God, don't let it be a Talarian hook spider! 
Hell, I'll take a Bahorian one that Naivu told me about over a hook spider. What did he call it? Paluku? What even is that? That sounds like the name of a bird, not a giant arachnid. This how humans diffuse their anxiety? By talking to themselves. Who are you? Where are you? Why am I here? Be silent, Mr. Snyder, the man who feared the spider. Or it will find you, and it will devour you. Oh, no! Please! Let me out of here! You will remain here for several days, Mr. Snyder. We will run experiments on you during that time, and when we have finished, you will feed our pet. You have been listening to Renewal, a Star Trek fan production. Episode 5, Into the Oven. Written by Aaron McDonald. The cast of this episode features the voice talents of Andrew Gehring as Admiral Anders Ownsby, Christian Martin as Commander Kamarta, Jason Markowitz as Dr. Adam Duvalle and Lieutenant Andrevik, Ark Flowers as Lieutenant Snyder, Austin Clark as Ensign Simon Holden, Terminator as Ensign Bridges, Max Noble as Lieutenant Commander Nibu Zohar, Jim Raynor as Depec, Denise Rowley as Chief Vanor, Julie Murray Perrette as the Computer, Alpha 008 as Leetol, Simon Squire as Ensign Cadmus Esposito, Umifusion VA as Commander Yabara, Deep Voice VA as Blognak, Nolak as Major Stillis, Desi as Rosaligo, and Chase C as Doreb and Lieutenant Kiori. The episode was edited by Chase C, and the music was composed by Ellen Amara Music. Renewal, a Star Trek fan production, was created by Andrew Gehring and Aaron McDonald, based on Star Trek The Next Generation by Gene Roddenberry, and Star Trek Online, developed by Cryptic Games. No rights infringement intended. Subscribe to this production wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Riftpoint's YouTube channel, or follow us on social media at the links in the episode's description. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope to see you again next time in the Rift. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are owned by Viacom CBS Incorporated. Riftpoint Productions, website, promotion, and or any exhibition of material created by Riftpoint Productions are not endorsed, sponsored, or affiliated with Viacom CBS or the Star Trek franchise.